Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. Audrey and Ryan with you here. Now, for many Singaporeans, the idea of owning more than one property has always been seen as a wise investment given the robust property market, country stability, and economic growth. However, in recent years, achieving this dream has become increasingly challenging due to the introduction of cooling measures such as additional buyer stamp duty. Yeah, lots to navigate. And to unlock the secret to realizing the dream of owning multiple properties, we turn to one savvy investor who may hold a key. So what insights has he gained over the years that has led to his achievement of financial freedom through property investments? Let's find out together from Marco Go, founder and lead trainer for Marco and Friends. Welcome to the show, Marco. Good morning and thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. You've also brought your friends. They are taking the pictures through our studio window. So let's start first, um, Audrey. Yes. um, So Marco, quite an interesting career that you've had. Back in the day, you started out as an engineer. You actually owned a company developing robots involved in the making of tech like fridges, ovens, those Walkman players that we all used to have. And now you've shifted to being a coach of sorts. What prompted your shift into property investment? That's interesting. Do you know this building you are in here used to produce cordless phone? Really? That must have been a long use. time ago. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And guess what happened to those industries? They all fade out as mm. operation costs increase. And so you can imagine, right? So I, I left the army. I was selling a lot of machines, starting my own, own company, building robots. All was good. And then comes 1996 and many of them disappeared. Ah. So my, you know, I was young, but my, but my industry looks like sunset industry and everything looks really sad. So, but I realized one thing is that no matter what happened to you, you need to eat. Mm. And the coffee shop is always busy. So I start to think, maybe it's time for me to own coffee shops because it's always busy. Wow. Regardless of crisis. Yes. But coffee shops, how to own? They are so expensive. And so I go downstream and I found ways to invest in affordable properties that will give us constant flow of passive income. Okay, so what you're basically doing is moving from one industry and trying to make a living in another industry. So you've got to pick up the skills. How do you go about doing that? You know, there are so many things out there to learn. Do you find a mentor? Do you go for courses? And when you look at courses, there are so many out there saying they're experts in this and that, so many gurus, so to speak. How do you figure out who's the real deal? Uh, so uh, at that time, there was no guru even. So people who have been there, done that, I've asked them questions and they are not very willing to teach. The only guy who wrote a book that impacts me is Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But even then, that book is written largely on American context. So, but that sparks the interest in buying properties for passive income. About, about the year 2000, there were some gurus that started to speak about buying factories for passive income. And I could relate to this so easily because my business were operating out of factories. And so I join one of them, I make some money, I join the second one, I make some money. And so I sign up for all the courses in Singapore until there's no more courses to learn. I go to Malaysia, I sign up more courses until Malaysia ran out of coach and I went to Thailand. So today I'm traveling around the world 
to learn from real property gurus. So you talked about finding affordable properties to invest in here in Singapore, right? And it took you some time to formulate your unique method of property investment here. But it's important to say that, you know, Singapore ranks fifth place in Knight Frank's list of most expensive cities to buy property. It's not cheap to buy here, right? And of course, with the whole added aspect of ABSD now as well, which was recently hiked up again last year, how did you deal with this challenge? And are there certain properties that you invest in? Yes, yes, yes. So I'll government is very clever. So ABSD is only applicable to residential properties. Mm. If you buy office, you buy shops and you buy factories, no ABSD. And factories are the easiest because the entry price could be as low as $300,000. You could own a factory that will give you constant flow of income for the next 30 years. So you invest in commercial properties mostly? Mostly, correct. I only have one resi properties to my name and the rest are all commercial properties. All right, Marco, you're making it sound very easy. But I'm sure there are a couple of things for investors to ask uh, questions, risks to watch out for. Now, on that front, what should they know? And also, how do you get on that journey towards achieving financial freedom? You know, how many do you have to buy? And what do you mean by financial freedom as well? How do you define it? Well, financial freedom is defined when your passive income matches your expenses. In Singapore, actually, our cost of living is not so high compared to other the country. Most of my students can get their expenses zeroed by having three properties to five, about three to five properties, factories usually. It's not that expensive in Singapore. How easy is it? How risky is it? Um, when you buy a property that's not built, you have to make guess on whether it'll be occupied by tenants or not. And that to me is risky. Now, I'm in an age where I shouldn't lose my money. So I'm very, very safe. So what I do is that I buy properties that are ready. Mm. I work with property agents to help me find those deals. And I compensate my property agents full commission. I don't negotiate at all. So through them, we find properties that are already in action and then where there are already tenants. So you buy now and in three, four months later, you get constant flow of income. Mm. Now, how high is that risk? I would say it's very low because before you buy, you can walk the whole building. And as long as it's 95% occupied, I buy all right, so let's talk about Marco and Friends, okay? You didn't stop at your personal success. After your achievement, you started offering small and free classes. Mm. What inspired the shift from your own personal investments to educating and teaching others to do the same? So every year, I would invite my friends from the electronic industries to gather in my house. And they would comment that year after year, my cars become nicer, <laughs> my house become bigger. <laughs> while the industry is becoming smaller and the paycheck is being reduced. And many of them ask me, teach lay, teach lay, you know, it's English, right? And I ask myself, am I good enough? At that time, I only have 12 properties and I was living a great life already. So I started by giving one-day course every month, free. You bring some food, I bring some food, kampong spirit, we exchange food and I teach for a day. And to my surprise, many of them become happier and successful. It comes to a stage where I start to ask myself, what am I put on earth for? To earn a paycheck or to help more families live better lives? And there was a turning point where I said, enough is enough. I've been an employee for so many decades. Maybe I should just use my knowledge and benefit the world a bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's where I stopped working. I started teaching full-time. Wow. We are in conversation with Marco Go. He's the founder and lead trainer at Marco and Friends. So I'm kind of curious about these classes that you conduct. What do they learn from it that they can't get elsewhere? To be successful in anything, 
you need to have two components, technical knowledge and mindset, personal development. We are the only school that combine these two. Therefore, we are the fastest school that produce multiple properties owner. So we'll teach you how to work with agents to find properties, how to negotiate buy low, how to rent at a higher price, and how to position your product, your property to sell at a higher price later on. And then after that, we also teach you how to motivate the agent, how to motivate the tenants, and when tenants are in trouble, how to help them out of trouble. Okay, how about dropping us a bit of a preview? How do you motivate the agent? So agents are largely motivated by money, we think. Actually, that's wrong. Many of them, they are also motivated by your care and concern for them. Many agents have very good success story, which nobody wants to hear. So to motivate people, you've got to hear their success stories first. And you give you them a chance to tell you their success story, the chance for them to thumb their chest and say, I'm Oi or I'm Tarzan. <laughs> and then now they really are motivated by you to help you find good deals. Okay, so some major lessons that you try to teach your students, but also we know that Singapore's property market is quite stable, but it does change sometimes. You know, the new cooling measures, ABSD, raise we mentioned and other market changes. What advice would you give to first-time property investors to steer clear of potential challenges and pitfalls? Mm, recently, I have a grandchild and I'm going to send her to a swimming school. Oh, c- congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was a COVID child, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, I have a choice of choosing swimming coach. Do you think I go for the cheapest one that graduated this morning? Or do I go for an experienced one that has been doing this for the last 10, 20 years and no, no fatalities? Only the best. 10 times more. Yes, only the best. Only the best. So if you want to be the best in the shortest time, learn from the best. There are many people who say they are, and unfortunately, the only way to find out is to really experience them. Same, I spent about 600000 by now learning from coaches around the world. A lot of them say they are the best, but when you learn from them, you realize that maybe there are better ones. But still, there must be a lesson to learn there. Yeah, definitely a lot of things to learn, including your approach towards charity. And this is where it's quite inspiring to learn that you recently donated a wheelchair accessible van, which is to Willing Hearts. Give us an idea, what is the philosophy here, your approach towards charity? Property has been very kind to us. My life has changed, my children's life has changed, and my students' life has changed. And I told everybody... While we start to enjoy some form of luxury, we mustn't forget those who are less fortunate or less privileged. So I got everybody who makes some money to donate some money. <laughs> and we bought a brand new Toyota minibus and we fitted that hydraulic leaf platform. And because the CEO of the Willing Heart told us that there are 70,000 elderly staying at home alone, wow. suffering from dementia and depression. So Willing Hearts would like to bring them from their home to Telukurau, let them sing karaoke, play mahjong, eat a little bit and then send them home. So the first van took us about three years to collect money because I was learning the ropes how to do so. But from now on, I told Willing Hearts that every year, Marco and friends will donate one minibus. Wow, that's wonderful. And looking ahead even further, Marco, uh, Marco and friends has set an ambitious goal to donate 100 freehold properties to charitable causes in the next 10 years. So what kind of charities are you looking at here and how close are you to achieving this amazing milestone? It won't take 10 years anymore. Mm. It will only take 6 years. Wow. 
because students who have joined us for the past two, three years, they are already making millions now and they are willing to fork out more money. So if you donate a lump sum to charity, the lump sum will be used up, yes or no? But if you donate the freehold property to charity, the rental income is perpetual and the students have their own right to choose where they donate to. One group of students put together money and built a central kitchen in Philippines and they make about 400 meals a day to the homeless people around there. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, definitely a different way to think about how you can do charity. And just to wrap things up, Marco, as we look towards the rest of the year, you know, lots of changes to look forward to and maybe brace for. For those thinking about going into property investment, maybe for the first time or trying to achieve financial freedom, what would you say will be the key things to focus on? Uh, there are four kinds of property to buy. Don't just focus on residential. There's a reason our clever government slapped a lot of tax on resi properties. For very stable income, commercial properties will provide you with that. So think twice, maybe it's time to look at commercial properties. Okay, some good advice there. We've been speaking with Marco Go, founder and lead trainer at Marco and Friends, a property appreciation community whose aim is to help clients achieve financial independence through property investment and passive income. Thanks so much, Marco, for joining us in the studio this morning. Thank you very much. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.